0: Amen. All right, if you want to follow along, I'm just going to read one verse for now. And then we will read some other verses. If you have your Bible, want to go over into Jeremiah uh, chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm going to read the 16th verse. And it says this, And I will utter my judgments against them. Touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me, and have burned incense into other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, today for your mercy and your love, God. We're so thankful, Lord, for the spirit that we felt this morning in this church, God, and the testimonies, Lord, of your people today. And we just pray, God, for just a few minutes, Lord, while we're gathered here this morning. God, that all that our our nation is going through today and all the things, Lord, that we face in this life and where the church is at this morning, we just pray, God, for your divine help. May the Holy Spirit come and awaken our hearts and our minds, Lord, and open our eyes that we might see, Lord, what's really taking place today. In our nation and in the world, God. Help us we pray, we realize God that without you we can do nothing, and we need your help today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I will utterly utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness. Who have forgot who have forsaken me. And have burned incense to other gods. And worship the works of their own hands. Who does that sound like today? What nation does that sound like? Huh? Does it sound like ours? I wrote down here. I don't know when I had pr- preached. and uh, I, I do remember it was up in. Brother Rodney Ellis's church, I read these verses. But I noted down here a truth for today. Amen. And worship the works of their own hands. Amen. And burn incense to other gods. So before this verse there had to be something that was right. In this nation. This was the nation of Judah. Is what we're preaching about this morning. There was something right. There was something good. Huh? And things were going good in the nation. But something happened. And something changed. And it changed when this nation... Judah got away from God. I tell you this morning, church, any time a nation is established on the Lord Jesus Christ and the God of heaven, huh? I tell you what, it's established like we spoke this morning on the rock. Huh? Yes. But if we get away from the rock, if we get away from... Uh, from the God of our salvation, huh? We're going down. Yes. We're going down. huh? I tell you what I, I can't remember if I preached on it or read it here just recently but it, uh, but the, uh, Jesus gave an illustration of a man huh that was in Jerusalem and he was going down to Jericho. <laughs> what did Jerusalem represent? What was Jerusalem? The holy city. The godly place. What was Jericho? Huh? A heathen city. Huh? A city of the world. I'm going to tell you something. Anytime you turn around huh, and get away from God, start getting the other way, you're going to go down. You're going to go down. And I thought about this this morning. Let me read you this opening statement. I'm going to talk about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I didn't know what I was going to preach on. I struggled all week and couldn't find nothing. This was on my heart last, was it last week or two weeks ago? I thought about this and, uh, I couldn't get away from anything but these passages of Scripture that the Lord had opened up to me today. And I thought about this. Listen to this. There were four young boys that were in Judah who grew up there in the holy city of Jerusalem. Amen. And the holy temple uh, was there. That beautiful temple, that solemn, Solomon had built a place where God would come and dwell. And these four boys was of the tribe of Judah, the most powerful tribe of the twelve tribes of Israel. The tribe which Jesus himself came from out of the seed of Mary. They were raised in in the Jewish customs, kept the laws of Moses, and was uh, told all the stories uh, of their inheritance. And how that, that, that the, there were, they were God's people and a nation like no other. And they believed in God and the stories that were told of them from their parents and their relatives. And the preaching that went on in the synagogues. And they grew up in their faith and they became strong in the Lord. But the government and the rulers of the people became corrupt in their ways. And the king himself, that was like the president, was corrupt. And they worshipped other gods and became immoral in their lifestyles. And pushed God out of their government and... And their affairs in the land, and did not uh, want his laws reigning over them and their and the nation. They didn't want the the. uh, uh, Let me back up here. They didn't want the guilt of their sins being put on them. So they pushed his word out of their nation. And said we will run our nation without God. And God sent the warnings of judgment uh, coming uh, through the prophets. And Jeremiah was born for, the pur- for this purpose only. To prophesy of Judah's sins. And the judgment that was coming upon them as a nation. Who had casted God out of their way of life. They would they would heed the they would not heed the warnings of of the prophet Jeremiah and the Babylonians came in and destroyed the holy city and took these four young men and carried them away into a heathen land. Amen. So you, you see, uh, this morning as we talk about Daniel and Shadrach. And Meshach, and the huh? They were they were young men, huh? I don't know how they had come together uh, as boys. I don't know if they knew each other uh, from the temple worship, or they was in the same neighborhood, or whatever it was, huh? But there was a bond there between these four. Huh? I tell you, they, they believed the stories,? Huh? They, they followed the law of Moses at a young age, huh? and exerted all the customs and the ways that was handed down to them. huh? And I want to tell you something. The king was corrupt. Jehovah was the king, huh? And he allowed all this corruption to go on in their cities. They worshipped other gods, huh? And I tell you what, and and they and, and uh, just like huh the United States of America, I tell you, is worshiping the God of materialism, huh? Of material things, my friend. And I want to tell you something, huh? Like I preached last week, this nation was founded upon the Word of God. It said it's. It said it's laws and it's government and it's system over the laws that are right out of the book of Moses. Huh? Because that's how a free people is going to live. Huh? And live in freedom. Huh? Praise God. Right. Listen to me. huh? This nation has got away from God. huh? And we're paying the price yeah. for it right now. Huh? Wake up, America, and see where we're at. Huh? Help me, Lord, to preach this. Huh? I tell you, I've been emotional this week. Does a preacher get emotional? Does the preacher get mad? Are we ain't supposed to get mad, but I tell you, I've been mad. I've been angry. Huh? About what's taking place. And it's as clear as a band. If you got any eyeballs that can see and a mind to understand, you can see that the election is not over with, but it's being stolen and taken away from the American people. Yeah, that's right. huh? that's right. I want to tell you something, huh? I got up Wednesday morning and I never turned the TV on, on, the, in the, on the in the morning. I never turn it on. Because I just get up, I get ready, pack things, and take off to work. But every four years, I I know this sounds strange, but I'll turn it on and see what happened. I did it in 16, and I did it in 20. I turned the news on, and anyways, they had two of Trump's guys, campaign guys on there. And they asked him, said, how do you feel about these swing states. And he said, hey, we feel good. We're climbing and we're climbing. Huh? We believe by the end of this day, on Wednesday, maybe tomorrow, this will be all over with. That's what they said. I come home. I forget what the count was before I left. But when I come home, the count was real high for Biden. And I got to looking as time went on. And those swing states were turning blue. Huh? And I got to listening to the news, huh? And Trump was ahead in this election. In these swing states. And then all of a sudden, huh? His numbers started going down. Not going down. But Biden's kept going up. What was the reason? They bring in all these ballots. <laughs> all these so-called votes in. Huh? That was not supposed to be counted. They are illegal ballots. I want to tell you, let me get back to my point. They rigged this thing. They rigged it. They used the virus. Huh? as a means, as a vehicle to to overthrow this election. Huh? Here's what sickens me. Our forefathers, huh, the men and women of this nation has bled and died for freedom. For your vote and for my vote, huh? that we would be a free society, and we could elect a president according to the laws of the land. Right. Do you hear me this morning? Yes sir. And that's not what's taking place no. huh? It's not happening. Not to talk about how perverted he is and she is, but talking about the truth. I told my mom last night, I said, I want to tell you something. Here's what it is. I told you that Obama was put in for reason, huh, for the judgment of our nation. He came into this office. I'll get to the Scriptures in a minute if you'll just bear with me. Huh? He came into this office, huh, and I want to tell you, he, honestly, he was against the principles of this nation. Huh? Huh? And I want to tell you, here's the corruption about him. His administration was corrupt. Huh? Hillary, Clinton, huh? And all the things that she did was corrupt. And they were against the laws of the land. Listen to me, I'm almost done with this, huh? They were against the laws of our land. Huh? Huh? And they know, huh, that the dossier and the spying on Trump and all this stuff was fake and not real and made up. Right. The nation, it's not hid. It's not laid back somewhere hiding. The whole nation knows this. So, what has happened was it's lawlessness. Yes. Huh? Now that nothing ever happened to them people, absolutely nothing. James Coney and all the other ones, huh? Nothing. Right. Huh? So, now we're getting right up to date where we're at. Huh? So in this election, knowing that they will not be accountable for breaking the laws, they went ahead and stole the election. Yes, sir. Right. You hear me? Right. Yes. You don't think it's true? And Trump has filed lawsuits. I told you, I told Courtney, I was talking to her and I thought of this before it even took place. It's too far gone now. Uh, Regardless of the court system, I pray and hope that they do reverse it. Uh, And that's what our prayer is. But listen to me, huh? It's too far gone to turn it back now. My opinion, because they've already announced it. He's already accepted it, huh? And they're already celebrating in the streets, huh? I turned the news on for one minute. I come home from work, went in, got a drink of water. Uh, and went back out and started getting up. For one minute I turned the news on and they had his, uh, wherever he was at, and the guy on Fox News said, yeah, he said there was two women standing out here and they just got engaged <laughs> because of, of Biden's victory. They was waiting for it and and, they, and when he got in, huh, they got engaged. One minute of the TV on, I was supposed to hear that. Huh? But anyway, what I'm saying is they, there's a two-tier system. There's a law for you and I, and then there's a law for them, which has no power. Now, something's going on. I lost my train of thought. But something's going on. That's what I said. And I thought about this, and I said, Mark, you know what? It's too far gone now. They gonna turn this around, huh? And Courtney called me and said, "You know what?" She said, "I don't know if you knew this or not, but there's an organization called MoveOn.org. Have you heard of that? MoveOn.org." And when she said that, I heard of that. How they'd work? Here's how they work. For example, this election, this this all come about, huh? They got the media on their side. Huh? They got everybody on their side, huh? But what I'm telling you is, huh? When they they they, how far it's went right now? On according to the MoveOn.org, huh? They said, well, it's too late now. It's too much going on. We're too far in it. We need to move on. That's how they got their name. We need to move on and past it huh, and go on. They done the same thing for Bill, Bill Clinton when he lied uh, and, per, and perjury. When he had the affair with Monica Lewinsky back in 1998. That's when they got established. Let's just forget about it and move on. Forget about it and move on. Why our country goes down to the pit. I got so much I can say but I'm going to hold off me and the girls was talking texting that's how he was doing it and I want to tell you something in the Bible he says there's a time to fight Huh? you'll find it in Ecclesiastes chapter three there's a time to fight Huh? I want to tell you something, huh? We got to fight for what's ours. Right. How we do that, I have no idea. But we got to fight for this nation. I tell you, it's going to be just like Babylon, huh? That I read right about this morning. Yes, yeah, sir. Huh? Right. Bad things happen when good people do nothing. Right. right? That's a fact. Yes, sir. Huh? Just go ahead and lay down, church. Huh? God's going to take care of it. Yes, he will, huh? He will take care of it. But the church has got to stand up and preach the truth and live the truth. Yes, sir. Tell you what they want to do they want to shut up this preaching. They want to shut up your testimony. Right. Huh? They want to quiet the church. Huh? Because God is all power. And yes. God's spirit lies upon his people. Yes, sir. Huh? And they're a testimony against good and bad. Huh? And evil. And these four boys, these young men, they went over into Babylon and God was with them. Now this was for you and I. In this heathen nation we're living in. Huh? They went over there into that foreign land, that heathen nation. And God blessed them. God gave them knowledge. Huh? He gave them looks. Huh? They were, they were handsome young men. They were intelligent. Huh? says right here. Let me read this for you real quick. And the children who was found no blemish, but well favored, and skillful in all wisdom, and cunning in all knowledge and understanding, uh, science and such, and had the ability to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach, and learning in the tongue. Of the Chaldeans, so these men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, God had had given them wisdom, had given them knowledge, and had given them good looks, if you want to use that word, huh? Because they was God's people, they were God's children, huh? And they was going to shine in this heathen land. And show the power of God. Huh? I want to tell you something. They took them in. And for three years. For three years. They were taught all the ways of the Chaldeans. All the ways of the Babylonians. Huh? All the things about their gods and about their worship. Huh? You see what they was trying to do. Was erase their faith. Huh? And their belief and their lifestyle right. in God. Yes. That's what he was trying to do was wipe this out, huh? Yes. Get this out of the way. Get this Christianity. I know what Christianity is, but get this faith out of the way, huh? Let's get rid of it. Just get adapted to this world you're living in right now. Mm-hmm. That's what the king was after. And the first threat that they had, huh, was Nebuchadnezzar had this dream, and he, and his magicians, his soothsayers, huh, and all those intelligent men of his kingdom could not interpret the dream that he had. So Nebuchadnezzar said, "I'm going to kill all the all the magicians, all the soothsayers." all the wise men of this nation, I'm going to wipe them out and kill them because they can't interpret the dream. What happened? The word got to Daniel through the the head of the eunuchs and told Daniel, you're going to be killed. The king's going to kill you. He's going to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Huh? Because there's a dream the king had, nobody can interpret. You watch that, or you know what Daniel did? He said, "Give me time, and I'll interpret the dream." Right. He had no idea what the dream was about. Huh? He had no idea. How to interpret it? You know what he did? He went and found Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and those four young men knelt before God, huh, and prayed, and said, "God, find favor with us, huh, so I can interpret the dream, and our lives be spared." God honored it. God answered prayer. And Daniel went before the king and interpreted his dream. Huh? And he seen the wisdom and the knowledge of Daniel and promoted him into one of the highest offices in the land. Do you know what Daniel said? I want Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in these places right here. King says you got it. So now they're promoted. Huh? In the high positions in the land. All right. And now we get to chapter 3. And you know the story and I don't want to get all into it. But <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar set up this great statue. He made it a law, huh? That you were to worship the golden image, huh? and if you didn't worship the golden image, and the Chaldeans' capital punishment was you'd be thrown in the fiery furnace. Right. Hope I'm not boring you. I just want to follow through with this, huh? And I'll quit. <clears throat> All right. That was the law. Okay. Why? Was that the law and what was all behind it? Huh? Because Nebuchadnezzar had every providence and every important person, every governor, every president, every man that were important was at this dedication service. Huh? It was a big crowd and a very important crowd. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was there. And it came time for the music. Huh. And when the music played, everybody was supposed to bow down to this image and worship it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were supposed to bow down to the government, to the law. Mm-hmm. They never done it. They stood up. And I want to tell you something. There was men in that crowd. This is my thought. That believed. That worked for Nebuchadnezzar. That hated Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hated their guts. Huh? Because they were putting power over them. Huh? And they were Hebrews. They weren't even the, the the nationality of the state. I want to tell you something. It's the same way in the country today. Yes, sir. They hate President Trump. Huh? They hate his guts. Huh? Because they're jealous. That's the only reason, huh? That I can see. Because my friend, they put him in power. He was elected and put in power, and exposed all their corruption yes. in government. He signaled them out. He said, "Hey, we got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to get rid of him, huh? He's not even a politician. He has no business being here anyway." I'm going to get rid of it. This this election was Russian interference. (laughs) Three and a half years, was it three years? Lie after lie after lie after lie from the president. That he was involved with Russia. Then they tried to impeach him. Huh? Yes. Done all these things. huh? Do you see where the people that are in charge of this nation are corrupt? in their souls yes. and jealousy and envy and hatred running our land yes. today. So they figured it out. We can't get him through Russia. We can't impeach him. We'll just get him in the election. It's <laughs> my opinion. That's the only place they got him. by like fraudulent you love those don't think it ain't true. But anyway, those people seen Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and they never bent down. And he went to the king and said, they disobeyed your law. Huh. They, they didn't bow down, king. Huh. They don't reverence you, oh, oh king Nebuchadnezzar. Huh. So therefore, they need to be thrown in the fiery furnace. I tell you, he got mad. Uh, when he heard about that, he got angry. huh? And it said his vision and his visions, vigil and how he looked basically was changed. He was mad. His face was red. He was angry huh? that they rejected to worship the, worship the image that he had set up. And especially with all those important people in the crowd. Huh? See, it showed that he didn't have control of his people. Because three of them didn't bow down. He got mad here. And he said, now listen to me. You get one more chance. He said, now if you, if you be ready. <clears throat> that at the time you hear the sound of the cornet the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the palestry, and the dulcimer, the dulcimer, I think that's how they pronounce it, <clears throat> and all that kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. And he said, well, in other words, that will be good for you. <laughs> this will spare your life. But if you worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fire furnace, Then he said this statement. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? <laughs> who is this God? Huh? Is there a God that's able to deliver you out of the great king Nebuchadnezzar? Can you find one? You see, Nebuchadnezzar thought he was God. That's just basically how he felt. Mm-hmm. That he was God. Yeah. huh? Actually, that God was Madak. I think that's what they called it. M-U-D-A-K. Madak was the God of the Babylonians. That's who they worshipped. Where he come from, didn't study, didn't look at it, didn't, want, didn't need to. Who is that God can deliver you out of my hands? In Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego, Answered and said unto the king, listen to this. This is one of the greatest testimonies, the greatest sign of faith in all the Bible. Commitment. He said, They said here, and answered and said unto the king, O Nazuchaneber, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your, out of thy hand, O king. But, now listen to this, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou has set up. Right, amen. <laughs> Praise God. I want to tell you something, my friend. In reality, where we're at today, huh? The world and the system that's set up in the world—and not to change the subject—but Joe Biden is a globalist. Huh? Yes, he is for a one-world system and a one-world government, right. huh? The borders will be open and, and people will flood into this nation. But they want you to bow down huh, to their laws and their ways. It's not, it's in the books and it's in the making. And Brother Avery talked about it and preached about it And I tell you what, we're a lot closer today than where we was when he mentioned it. Huh? But it ain't going to be long. Huh? When you get an administration like these two, where they'll come in and they'll make the dictates of your church. Huh? They'll send people into the churches that's from them, and they'll sit on a pew, and they'll listen to how you preach and what you say. And if you preach against homosexuality, huh? And all the indecent and immoral things that the nation does, huh? That is hate speech. Huh? And you'll be arrested for it. And your church will be and your license will be broke from your church and your tax exemptions will be gone. I'm telling you the truth, people. This is what it's coming to. Unless this nation revives and turns around. Huh? They want control of churches. They want control of everything. What is communism? What is socialism? It wants control of everything. You're the businesses, huh? Your health care. Your job and all the money you make. They want to control everything. Huh? There's no freedom in communism. There's no freedom in, in socialism. I want to tell you something. Every time I read this story, I tell you, it just encourages my heart. Right. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I mean that. Uh, these three young men stood before a king uh, that was getting ready to devour them. He was getting ready to throw them in that fiery furnace. Now I tell you what. They remembered their heritage, huh? They remember where they came from, huh? And I want to tell you something. Don't think it didn't enter their mind, huh? What was going on here, huh? We're going to be killed today and thrown in the fiery furnace, huh? But I want to tell you something. They thought about their faith and their God, huh? The one that saved them, huh? transformed them and changed their lives. Huh? And I wanna tell you something, huh? They thought about all those stories of God and his deliverance, of his people. Huh? And they told the king, don't even bother to play the music. <laughs> don't even think about strumming the guitar! Yes, sir. Huh? Amen. I tell you what, he was madder than a hornet, huh? He was madder than a hornet, and he said, "Heat it up, heat it up seven times more. In other words, as hot as you can get it." Right. We're throwing these Hebrews in here, huh? We're going to burn them up. We're going to burn them up. Story said that the flames were so hot, huh? That the men that threw him in there were burned up right. from the flames. I tell you what, the scripture says: Fear not man who can destroy the body and then have no power over you, but fear him, huh? That can destroy both body and soul in hell. Huh? I tell you, they knew that Nebuchadnezzar was limited. What he could do to them. Huh? Go ahead and throw us in there, huh? And if God wants to, he'll deliver us. Huh? But if he don't... Hey, and I want to tell you something. They didn't know what was going to happen. They had no idea how this thing was going to turn out. I tell you what, when they heated it up, they had a pretty good idea. They were heading to the furnace. Huh? But they didn't know the outcome. But regardless, they were standing upon their faith and their commitment to God. Amen. Amen? I want to tell you something, Church. I don't know how bad it's going to get or what's going to take place, huh? But just remember, stay a hold of God. Yes. Stay a hold of your faith and believe it. Because why? Because when I read the book and when you read the book, in the end, we witnessed it. Right. Yes, Amen. The church is victorious! over right. all within the world. That's right. Yes. Amen. Threw them in there. I tell you I gotta get to Daniel's story. But they threw them in there, huh? And it said they were bound, huh? And thrown in. They were tied up, in other words, huh? And they were bound and thrown into that fiery furnace. I tell you it was white hot. You ever seen white hot? The hottest you can see a fire is when it's when it's white, huh? Hot. And a little bit of yellow around it. Uh, the red is hot but that's just the, out, the last of it it's the white and the hot the white and the yellow is what's hot I believe that furnace was that way and they throwed him in there and they fell down the scripture said they fell down in that furnace and they were bound but I'll tell you what it didn't take long when Jesus showed up. Amen. Right. Praise God! It didn't take long, my friend, and Christ came to their rescue. Oh, Mark, how do you know that's Jesus? I want to tell you how I know because He's the Savior. Mixed up, man. He could even do the math. He said, "Didn't we throw three men in there?" He said, "I look and I see four, All right. and the fourth one's like the son of God." Man, <laughs> yes, sir. Not. I want like, and and I want to tell you something. And, and you go ahead and read what Bibles you want to read, and and that's up to you. Whatever helps you and makes you understand the Bibles. But there's a lot of interpretation saying he looks like the sons of God. It's don't say that in the King James. It says the son of God. Right. Man, That's why I read the King James Version. It's harder to read. Huh? Sometimes it's hard to understand. Huh? But I'll tell you what, when you get down to the interpretation where the Spirit's at. that is <laughs> yes. I'm to tell you something. He said they were loose and they were walking around in that furnace. I tell you what, I'm so thankful for the blood of Christ. Yes. The blood of Jesus Christ will loosen all the. Uh, all the pain and all the suffering that sin has caused in a person's life. Damn! Right. Uh, yes. I want to tell you something. The only thing that burned up was the cords that they were wrapped That's with, right. uh, Amen. because he said they come out of the fire and he us, and they never had the smell of smoke. They never had one hair singed. Huh? Hey, praise God! Listen to the truth. That's in God's word. Yes, sir. This is not made up. It said there that the fire had no power upon thee. Right. I want to tell you something, church. The world has no power over the church today. Yes, sir. We are God's people, not the government's people. Right. Right. And when it comes down to it. You're going to be tested of your faith. You better be on God's side. I don't care who hears this message or how they interpret it. It don't matter to me. I mean, I, I just got to preach what's on my heart and what God's given me. Yes, uh, because, you know, I told the girls last night, you know what? I can't help it. But am I the only one that's seeing the evil in this? Seeing the evil of the good and the bad that's taking place in our nation. Can you see that? Can you see the forces of evil and good? Yes. How they're battling together huh, in our nation. I can see it just as plain as day. Huh? I want to tell you something. There was a time in this nation where character meant something. Yes. Huh? Honest and decent people with character meant something. That's been thrown out. Right. It's been thrown out now. Huh? No character, no decency. Huh? Amen. Praise God. They promoted King Nebuchadnezzar, promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, fast forward. And I'll make this real quick. You go to chapter six. Nebuchadnezzar had died. His son uh, Belshazzar huh, fell over dead after his drunken party huh, with the handwriting on the wall. And then the Medes and the Persians come in that night, and he was killed. And they took over the land. And Daniel still. There, in the sixth chapter, and and the and the king came in, huh? I'll make this short. Try to cut everything off. And he looked at Daniel, huh? And Daniel had another spirit about him. There was something different about Daniel than all the other men, huh? So what he was going to do? Listen. So what he was going to do, he was going to establish his kingdom, and he was going to put man in charge with knowledge and wisdom how to run the affairs of his kingdom. You get it, huh? And he seen Daniel, and he knew Daniel was excellent in everything. He, He Daniel qualified in every area of the king, and he put the king and the king put Daniel in charge. Over all the presidents, huh? And all, all, over all those important men, huh? They, they put, he put Daniel in charge. In other words, they had to go through Daniel for the, if they got anything done. You know what? Same story as Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. They hated Daniel's guts. <laughs> they hated him. Huh? Because he was a Hebrew... He was an outsider. He was good looking. At that time he was getting old. Huh? Like Don, he's still handsome in his old age. Huh? But he was getting old. And, and anyway, they hated him and envied him. And him. Mm-hmm. They were jealous of him. So said, let's, let's find out what we can do. Huh? Let's get his records out. Huh? Let's get everything out we can. Let's find some fault in him. And bring it to the king. And show the king that he is not acceptable to this position. They searched far and wide. They didn't tell him days they searched. <laughs> but they couldn't find anything to bring against Daniel. So you see his conscience, huh? He had a conscience void, a fence between God and man. Huh? The record was clear. There was no corruption in him. He had the character, but they said this. I know what we'll do. I know where he's faithful at. He prays three times a day, <laughs> huh? And he opens that window. Listen to me. He opens that window that's facing Jerusalem, and he prays to his God three times a day. Hallelujah. When when Solomon dedicated the temple and he told the Lord he said if we get scattered throughout all the heathen nations and we're, wherever we're at may God when we pray may we turn our faces towards the holy city of Jerusalem that's a fact that's what Daniel was doing and, the, and I probably got ahead of myself but anyway they knew he did that. No, I didn't. They knew he did that. And they made a degree. If anyone made a request within 30 days, huh? To any other gods or the king, huh? Except the king. The king was the only one that could get the request and the petitions. If a man went anywhere else, huh? And he was going to be thrown in the lion's den. What did they do? They waited till when he prayed. And they went down they spied on him. And they, they found him praying, like usual, his faithful position. Praying to the God of heaven for guidance and wisdom and knowledge, just like me and you do. they found him, and they caught him. They went to the king. Told the king, they said, this Daniel is making petitions and requests to his God. And you have signed the, the degree that if any man done this, they would be thrown in the lion's den. And here it is. Here's proof. And the Medes and the Persians, once they signed the degree, it cannot be reversed. It's etched in stone. It has to be followed out. No questions asked. The king knew it. He loved Daniel. He thought the world of Daniel. Uh, but he had to do it. He had no choice. The scriptures said they went down. They got Daniel. Huh? Told him what was going to happen to him. And they took him, it said, and they threw him in that lion's den. Once they got, that, got him in there and shut the door, it said there Then he put a stone up in front of him. I guess that was just security that he couldn't get out. I don't know how many lions was in that den or what. But it said the king showed up. And he was worried about Daniel before he threw him in there. And he said, Daniel, I know. This is a heathen king. I know that your God can deliver you, Daniel. Right. I believe that. Uh, I believe you're serving the God of heaven. Is what the king said. And the next day, said so the king went home that night, couldn't sleep, and never played him any music. He tossed and he turned because Daniel was on his mind. Huh. And he woke up the next morning early at the rising of the sun. Huh. And he ran down to the lion's den as fast as he could. And he hollered out at the top of his lungs. He said, Daniel, has your God delivered you? And Daniel said, fear not, O king. (laughs) That's right. Amen. Fear not, O king, huh? For my God. this for just a minute, huh, them great big lions, I believe they were males, There's probably some females in there, with them great big manes, huh, and them big teeth, huh, they're about that long, and them claws, huh, they were all laying down in that den, huh, huh, just laying down there like they were stumped, huh, and like they weren't even alive, and Daniel was in the still worshiping God, Amen. still serving Him, and still praising Him. Right. Amen. Nothing was going to change Him. No circumstances. i tell you, the king was so happy. And at the t- same time, he was so mad of those who made this plot. You know what he did? He gathered those men... He gathered their children and he gathered their wives and threw them in the same lion's den. And the scripture said they had their way with them and break their bones and right. shoot them up. You see, this morning, church, I'm so sorry for keeping you this long. I tell you the truth, I didn't even know what I was going to preach on. I knew about these stories but how I was going to preach it. But I want to tell you something. Like you said, brother, God is in control and God has the power. Uh, He'll put in office who He wants in there and He'll take out who He wants to take out. Yes, sir. Uh, Praise God. I'm glad this morning that God is in control uh, and all-powerful. I'll tell you what. That'll encourage us to stay strong in the Lord right. and in the power of His might. Uh, I tell you, regardless. I tell you, if we have to stand for something and they kill us, huh? We got a better reward. Huh. Right? Huh, we got a better reward. It said those people in the Bible, in the Book of Hebrews, the Faith chapter. It said they they rejected to be set free, but rather wanted to suffer. And it said they they whipped them, they put them in cages. They, they beat them. Huh? They cut them in half. They tortured them. Plucked their eyes out and done all this thing to them. But that was all the power that they had to, that they could do. Huh? They looked for a city whose builder and maker's God. Amen. Can you give me just a minute? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. for you. I just wanted to read this. Closing statement. Christianity is under attack today in our nation. Morals and absolute truths are a thing of the past. The government is passing laws that are immoral and against God and, facing and forcing the people of this nation to accept them as part of the culture when it is going against the, their Christian belief and the word of God. Uh, they call evil good and good evil and, they, uh, and then... That is what's taking place in our nation. Now listen to this. Uh, The definitions. This is what we need. I know I preached on this here a while back. I don't never date the sermons. But it said here, faith. Put our lives in God's hand and trust Him for whatever happens. Commitment. Dedicated to live a holy life and obey the Word of God and make a pledge To be a true Christian. Determination. I'm going to live for God. No matter what happens to me in this life. I'm going through with Jesus. Courage. To stand firm. uh, On what I believe. And follow the convictions. uh, Regarding. My heart. And not to give in. To what others do to me. Or say to me. I will not back down. Uh, for who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. This morning, if we didn't have this example before us, where would we be? Where would the strength come from? Scripture said these stories were written for our benefit and profit, right? hmm.